so what we've done actually is um, we've read like uh, Rolling Stones had a list of like the top 500 oh, God. Um, greatest songs of all time, as they call them. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, I've bitched on a previous podcast about some of these songs. Sure. So when I say greatest songs of all time, what what makes you think of a great song? What what makes up? Um, well, to me, it has to have meaning. It has to have a story or uh, at least a really really good drum line. <laughs> but some of the ones that they chose, oh my god, they chose Bismarcky. Bismarcky. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you've got what I need. I wouldn't call it one of the greatest songs of all time. I mean, not um, even for a top five hundred. Call it a song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a uh, <laughs> it was fun. Now, a lot of these songs on there, I'm not, I'm not gonna like shit on people's taste in music. We all have different tastes, right? So, um, I just uh, you know when I look at these songs, like number two that came in on the list was. Um, Fight the Power by, uh, uh, who, what's that rap, that uh, gangster rap band from the 80s? Oh, damn, I forget. Pub- Public saying. Enemy. Public Enemy. There you go. So Did Fight I the mean, Power I came in at number two. I'm not remembering that, but. Um, I mean, you can take that song so many different ways. Yeah. And it's just. The production value of it sucks. I don't care what anyone says. The production value of it sucks. They were they, well, what they were trying to do was what I don't know what exactly they call it, but it's like a wall of music behind everything where there are no spaces or rests in the music, and they failed miserably. I mean, one um, who is it? I don't remember the name of the man, but uh, he, he used to do it very well. I think he did it with the Ramones, where it's just a wall of sound. And I think put that on the list for political reasons. It was a very political song. And, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, it was very popular back in the 80s. I remember when it came out. Um, but parked right next to it at number one was Aretha Franklin's Respect. And how do you justify, like, I was just confused. I'm like, how do you justify putting gangster rap at number two and, and you know, the queen of soul there at number one? Um, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And they had, in the top ten was also um, Beyonce and Jay-Z. And a song by the Swedish pop uh, singer Robin came in at number ten. And, and I hadn't even heard that song. Much less call it a greatest song of all, one of the greatest songs of all time. And I was kind of struck by more of like some of the songs that were left off the list than some that were on it. Um, Because it seems like they started in the 70s and maybe had like a little bit of like the 50s and 60s. But mostly what they had on there was like from, you know, mid 70s on up. It's almost like they didn't know music existed before that era. Uh Exactly. They they just they dropped the ball on the twenties, the thirties. They dropped the 
call on if they were doing like an all around circular top 500 there was i don't think there was any gospel in it no at no, all no gospel at all um and i love king of rock and roll you know i love my talking about like stuff i would put on a cd for a road trip because some of these songs i've got on my top 20 um it wouldn't be like what I would take on a road trip. You know, I mean, I'm taking ACDC, some Metallica, definitely some okay. Kiss, right? You know, I love Kiss. Um, so, I mean, there's, it, it's a pretty eclectic list. And your list was really eclectic, too. And I, I'm glad you did the show with me because um, we, we go back a long way. We've, we've known each other, what, almost 20 years? Something like that. And uh, you are honestly one of the most, you're the most well-read person I've ever met. And you have such a wide taste in music and entertainment and that uh you know some of the songs that you had on that list honestly i was looking at it, it's like why didn't i think of that because i mean you just uh you, you cover a lot of bases so what we decided we wanted to do um we're going to shit all over rolling stone because their list was garbage and we're going to do our top 20 and uh you have a top 20 i have a top 20 and we're going to talk a little bit about these songs and why they would make it on that list um I guess just to toss this out there, when I think of like you know some of the same things that you said, why you would put a song on a list of you know the greatest songs of all time, um, the lyrics means have to mean something. You know, I, I'm not looking for a pop hit, um, and even if it was a hit, I wanted it to be something that had uh, staying power, that had a meaning, that had kind of a personal touch to it, and um, and not just a great sound, but it was encompassed an entire emotion as a song, so to speak. And uh, so let's, let's kind of start off our top 20. I guess one caveat is I didn't put any gospel on mine either. Um, and the reason is because it was a Rolling Stone list. I kind of wanted to stay in that vein of like, we're going to, we're going to kind of stick with the rock and roll, like upbeat jazzy stuff, you know, that everything that okay. kind of inspired rock and roll. If I were to have, like include gospel, um, amazing grace with bagpipes would like win in a walk off. Um, because I, I can't think of a you know, more, I don't know, it's just a very emotional song, especially bagpipes. Um, oh, yes. And there's some, we had some really good suggestions from listeners, actually, of just songs in general. And I didn't really think about them, but uh, Happy Birthday. <laughs> I mean, globally. Oh, yeah, that has to be one of the most popular songs ever. Auld Lang Syne. Um, Auld Lang Syne from, you know, that everybody sings on New Year's Eve. Um, oh, yeah. That was that was another one, um, but let's go ahead and start off with our top twenty. What uh, let's go twenty through sixteen. What what did you have on your list? Uh, number twenty, Fever by Peggy Lee. That would have been um, what was it, June nineteen fifty eight? Oh, what a song! See, that was one that you had. I didn't I didn't think of, but like as soon as you say it, it's like the song just pops in your head. You know it. Well, it's been done by so many people so many times it's very well loved and it's i don't know why i picked it i just loved that song oh it is a great it's a great song i mean it would certainly fit fit the uh, definition of what we're talking about and uh what what'd you uh, i mean it's on, oh i'm sorry oh go ahead oh i was going to say it's on the cusp of like the transitioning to the 60s where it gets a little beatnik I believe yeah so it's a great song yeah 
Uh, what you have at 19? Uh, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. Oh, wow. Beautiful song, man. Now, now, what do you have any kind of like a connection to that song while that one resonates? Um, I believe it came out in 79, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's just, it reminds me of being a kid in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, it was from the Point of No Return album. It's a really good album. It's just, it's just a beautiful song. Yeah, it is. Right, what, what's next on your list? Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Nice choice. And those are some creepy lyrics too, aren't they? Oh yeah. It's like fantasy blended with like social satire. I mean, it's just, it's just a really good song. Just once again, I just, I can listen to it all the time. I love that song. Now I noticed on this list, we're probably going to have some that kind of are the same. A handful of them anyway. What, what, what's next on your list? Uh, number 17. Let's see. Uh, oh, Red Barchetta by Rush. Right. It tells a story. That's why I like it so much. It tells a story about um, old cars and all fossil fuels being disbanded. And this kid, you know, sneaking out of the city to go to his uncle's farm because his uncle has... A, a vehicle, a red barchetta, in his um, on his property, and he drives it. He likes to drive it through the farmland. Hmm. Rush is a great band, one of the most underrated bands, I think, as well. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it took them forever to put them in the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But uh, that's that's an argument for another day. That was that was embarrassing to wait that long. It absolutely was. And what you have at sixteen? Uh, Beneath the Brine by the Family Crest. Um, I believe it came out in 2014, and it's based on, well, it's not based on, it's a continuation of Walt Whitman's poem, The World Below the Brine. And it's a beautiful, sweet song. Lots of, um, lots of instruments. Very, um, rock slash industrial, maybe. Okay. It's a really good song. Okay. And it tells a story. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pull that one up because I don't think I've heard that one. But oh, definitely listen to it. It's really good. But anybody that's gonna pull their creativity from Win probably has something really good to share, you know. So I'll definitely okay. add that on my uh, uh, twenty through through sixteen. Uh, my twenty number twenty, I had uh, Simon and Garfunkel, "The Sounds of Silence." Oh, I forgot that that one. That one's really good. And uh, it always reminds me of that movie, The Graduate. And just kind of, <laughs> you know, that whole, are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? And even if, if if you're listening and you haven't seen The Graduate, go get that movie. Go go find that somewhere. That is that is classic. And uh, what a great film and a great story. But, um, but I love that song. And it's just one of those songs that, it, you know, it just brings you down to a calm level when you hear it. And um, it just really makes you think about how almost it's almost meditative to me. Like, you know, it just how powerful silence is. There are more words that can be said in silence than uh, most conversations. 
you know, if you're in the right company, I suppose. Um, Great song. Number 19, I had Bob Marley with Every Little Thing. And uh, Bob Marley, I thought, was a really, really cool artist. And he had he had quite a few hits, but um, I always love the song. You know, it's one of these things, well, when you're kind of, if you're ever depressed or in the dumps, put that on because every little thing is going to be all right, you know. Um, what shook uh, shook me or shocked me from the uh, the uh, list that uh, Rolling Stone put together? Where the hell was Patsy Cline? Um, I was wondering too. <clears throat> so I had her at eighteen with that song "Crazy." Um, yeah, really great song, and it reminds me of I can't recall would hear this when I was a kid, which. Which grandparents' house? <laughs> I know, but both of my grandparents, if they liked any kind of music, it was usually country. But you know, but Patsy Cline, it might have been my uncle's house. Uh, but Patsy Cline, um, man, if you if you just if you don't have her on a list somewhere, Rolling Stone, uh, I question your patriotism. <laughs> like you're just not into the American <laughs> culture. I mean, the terrorists might as well win if Patsy Cline is not on a list like that. Um, at, at number 17, I had Marvin Gaye with What's Going On. Oh, that's good. Uh, very good. And, you know, it it reminds me of, like, all the unrest we've had with riots and civil unrest in these cities that we've seen the last couple, three, four years. And, you know, it just reminds you, like, what's the purpose of this? And it's it's nothing good, but none of this ever had to happen, you know? Um, so it just kind of it, it makes me think about, you know, cultural issues and things like that number 16 i jumped to a little bit more modern i, I came up to the 80s <laughs> don't stop believing by journey good song a little overplayed but good song yeah you know it is it's very overplayed um a great song though one of the things i, I like about it is sometimes if you're watching like a you know college game college football or whatever and people in the stadium will start singing a song when they're playing it and then when they stop playing it, they keep singing it. It's it's like uh, up in oh, Boston, they do Sweet Caroline at, at uh, Boston uh, Red Sox games. Uh, same thing with college football stadiums, and they start playing Don't Stop Believing. People just sing it because everyone knows that song. Oh, yeah. So what do you have at 15? Or 15. Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. Great song. It does remind me of that scene from... fun little... I have to tell you this. I've been waiting to tell you this. This fun little fact. John Denver was born in Roswell, New Mexico. No way. He never visited West Virginia until after he did that song. Get the hell out of here. No way. No, seriously. So this guy comes from you know extraterrestrial <laughs> land singing about Sweet Home West Virginia. Um, it reminds me of that scene from uh, Dumb and Dumber when one guy wakes up and it says he thought they were in Denver. He's like, that John Denver's full of shit, man. He thought he was in the Rockies. They were in Nebraska. <laughs> but really great song. <laughs> really awesome song. What would you have next on the list? Uh, Mad World by Tears for Fears or by Gary Jules, whichever one you like better. I like the Tears for Fears version better but mad world is a great song it really is a great song by the way tears for fears just got back together after like 20 some years they're gonna do a new album really yeah i just found that out yesterday oh so should be Whoa. interesting wow. i know i yeah i love tears for fears back in the 80s 
Uh, very fun. So, so what else? What's next? Uh, number 13, Changes by Yes. I love that song because it is, I love prog rock, but it is so prog that it almost borders on something called math rock, where um, basically it's just based on math equations, but the song is so cool. And um, I just like it. I think it deserves to be up there because it's genius. I'll, I'll have to check that one out because I haven't heard that either. So what? Uh, what's the twelve? What was that? You've never heard of it. No. Oh, you'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to it. I love it. So number twelve, "Fix You" by Coldplay. Now, I do like Coldplay. They play, they played the Super Bowl halftime, uh, what, about three, four years ago? Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's what? just a really beautiful, uplifting song. Yeah, I, I remember a lot of people kind of crapped on that. And it was, it was I don't know if they were the right band to have at Super Bowl halftime because you're always looking for that upbeat, like arena rock stuff. But uh, oh, they're, yeah. they, they have a very different sound. They're not going to fit that bill. But... Uh, they have some really good tunes. Mm-hmm. And what what's next? Uh, number 11, End of the Line by the Traveling Wilburys. Great song. That was a great choice, too. Oh, I mean, you have Orbis and Dylan. Uh, who else? Tom, Tom, Petty, Tom Petty, George Harris. Yeah. Eric, is his name Eric something? I forget the other guy, but it's just a great song. Yeah. And you get all of these great Yeah, these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are some of the greatest music. Um, yeah, a lot of people have forgotten all about the Traveling Wilburys. That was a really great album, and oh, uh, yeah. people should check that out. Was that your number? That was my number eleven. Yes. Okay. I had uh, at fifteen. I had one that you had already. Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, you know that's one of those songs that comes on the radio that gets turned up. Um, now, at number 13, or, uh, or 14, I had Bob Seger, Against the Wind. And uh, that is kind of, I don't know, just that song, it's like you against the world kind of feeling, you know? I really like that song, but I didn't add it because it is played ad nauseum here. I mean, every other station is they may as well call them the Bob Seger stations. <laughs> oh yeah, well, we have a, a classic rock station uh, here, but I mean they play they play a lot of different stuff when they. But you know, one of the things about U two, they kind of play in the same harmony a lot of their songs, and you know I kind of mm-hmm. struggle between that one and um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for because uh, that was a great song. But off of that Joshua Tree album. Every single song on that was really, really good. You know, most of the time when you get a CD and you listen to, you know, one of you know, all of it, there's like there's a couple of songs that yeah, they're okay, you could do without, you know. But there's not one clunker, in my opinion, on the Joshua Tree. Every song is really, really good. Um, so oh, I agree. So I had to have that. Elvis, uh, "Fools Rush In" came in at number twelve for me. Nice. Um, and I had to have Prince of the Revolution on there at number 11 with Purple Rain. Uh, oh, 
Yeah, that was popular. Yeah, that was a really great song. So now we're, we're down to our top ten. Now, before we jump into our top ten, did you have any honorable mentions that you were you were looking at that almost made the list? I actually asked my husband um, what he would put on it, and he wrote down, I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm just going to write and say I'm off and everyone can laugh. Tarkus by ELP, Changes by David Bowie, um, believe it or not, the greatest American hero soundtrack. I remember that show from the '80s. That was so funny. By David Nott. So, so know who let the dogs out? Uh, I wonder if anybody remembers David Nott. I mean, David. <laughs> you know what? What, you got? what? What was that one you you mentioned about the fox? Oh, what does the fox say? Yeah, let's put that on honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> or, and the last one I'll say is the Transformers movie song, The Touch. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I vaguely remember that song. I can't remember who did that, who did it, but I remember they used to play this in the, in the uh, Sunset Pub all the time. And uh, it was kind of dirty. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't toss on, like, Clarence Carter's stroking. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> so that was, that was his creepy, weird, honorable mention. That's funny. What <laughs> was yours? Well, mine aren't creepy, but I'm going to put Clarence Carter stroking on there just for the hell of it. Um, I had Hotel California. It <laughs> You remember that song, Stroking? How funny that was? Oh, it's, it's hilarious. But I remember it. I did have Hotel California uh, from the Eagles. Uh, oh, yeah. Every Breath You Take by the Police. Oh, I like that. And uh, here's a song that I heard when I was a kid. Um, and I'm sure I heard this at one of my grandparents' houses. Code of Many Colors by Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that once or twice. Yeah, that, I mean, that you know, it tells a story, and it's a beautiful story. And uh, the other one, um, it's a, well, it's kind of a lounge singer guy. Leonard Cohen, he had a song called Hallelujah. And uh, if you haven't heard of Leonard Cohen, uh, yeah, you need to um, YouTube him because he had so many really great tunes. Um, actually, he one of his songs made that uh, the soundtrack for that movie uh, Natural Born Killers. Remember that with? I remember the movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of his songs is played in that. So, um, but it's not like you know, rock and roll heavy. It's just a you know an old guy in a in a suit and a, and a fedora singing lounge stuff. You know, it's it's really, but it's really good stuff. But Hallelujah was a beautiful song. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into our top ten. What you have at 10? ten? Ten through uh, six. Uh, 10 through 6. Okay. Number 10, Come to Me by the Goo Goo Dolls. Excellent band. And I love it just because it's just a beautiful song. I haven't heard that in a Number long time. Oh. Number 9, Who Wants to Live Forever by Queen. <laughs> awesome song. Add a, add a Highlander 
spin on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get my head cut off. Number eight is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I cannot say this man's name, so I'll spell it. It's Israel K-A-M-A-K-A-W-I-W-O slash O-L-E dash O-L-E. Uh, a, I don't know how you would say that. Yeah, also known as remember the... Remember the Hawaiian man who's saying that. Yeah, the fat Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, he was a very large guy. Yeah, but a beautiful voice. Like, when I saw him sing that, it's like, that voice comes out of that guy. That, I mean, he sounded like an angel. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, number seven, Hang On Little Tomato by Pink Martini. Have you ever heard of that one? I don't think so. No, wait. Yes, I have. Yes, I have all that now. I had this other little netbook I was saving all my songs on, and uh, yeah, I had a ton of downloads you'd sent. Oh, yeah. And number six, Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Excellent choice. Now, a question for you. Um, huh? Quick question for you. Led Zeppelin uh -huh. is very different from a lot of the stuff you picked. What what made you pick them in a, you know, for the top ten? I actually love Led Zeppelin. I've always loved Led Zeppelin. Um, Cashmere, Immigrant Song, Ho, oh, just so many of them. I I don't know. I I like all kinds of music, and it's just something that I listen to usually when I'm in the car. Um, so at my number ten, I had uh, the Beatles' "Let It Be." Oh, that's nice. I love that song. That is such a peaceful song. Um, yeah, it's just, you know about it's almost almost kind of like that bridge over troubled water kind of feel to it. It's uh, yeah, just, it's just it's very personal to me. Every time I hear that song, it's just reminds you that life is tough, but just it's you know it's not permanent. Nothing's permanent. Like stress, just let it go off your shoulders because it doesn't matter at the end of the day right. anyway. And uh, it's a good reminder of that. Um, number nine, I had, we're going way back on this one, way back before Rolling Stone started their list. Um, I had Etta James with At Last. Nice. That's perfect. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, as, as far as songs, like greatest songs, how the hell does she not make like way up, you know, on, you know, at least in the top 50 of any list. Um, oh, Definitely. It's like, you know, like, how, how would you leave them out? But um, at uh, eight, I had Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh, that's a great song, too. Um, number seven, kind of a personal thing with me, but Ben E. King, Stand By Me. That's a great song. Yeah. I, yeah. You got, I don't know how I missed that one. Uh, number six, I had Imagine by John Lennon. I missed that one, too, and that should have been on my top 20. That's great. But, you know, they didn't even make the top 30 uh, on Rolling Stone. Like, uh, Imagine, I don't think, was in the top 50. So, I, you know, it, it just kind of caught me off guard. Like, how do you how do you let a classic Beatles and a John Lennon tune, like, skit, you know, miss miss out on, on your rankings the way Rolling Stone? I mean, that list was garbage, let's face it. Uh, what are you, How about uh, your your top five? My top five, uh, Xanadu by Rush, because like I said, I love a story, and it's based on uh, the poem Kubla Khan by Coleridge. 
And I'm always drawn to songs that are based off of poems. And this one, it's so long, and there's a lot of intro music, but it is such a good song. I listen to it almost every time I'm in the car. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Rush. Um, that's another another band that just, like I said with the U2 albums, it's hard to find a clunker on anything they do. Uh, they And they're such a unique sound. And uh, Getty Lee, his voice is so unique. Um, that's very unique. And um, <coughs> just, just, you know, Getty Lee and Eric Lifeson and um, Neil Peart, they're just perfect together. Yeah, it's one of those bands when as soon as you hear the song start, you don't have to hear any singing or any of the lyrics. You know immediately it's Rush. Right. I mean, there's this this drum roll in it that Neil Peart goes from one side of this huge drum kit to the next without, like, skipping a beat, screwing anything up. It's just absolutely amazing. That He's drum set, his drum set was huge. It started in one zip code and ended in another. I mean, that was, I mean, it was a work exactly. of art to play that thing. <laughs> um, all right, go, I'll, go ahead. Number four, I don't want to set the world on fire by Pink Spots. Now, I know that Fallout has used it, and there's something on TV now, a commercial that's using the song, but it is just, it really is just a really good song. Yeah. Um. I think it's from like the 50s, maybe the 60s. I'm trying to think of what commercial it is. I know I've heard it. Oh, it's a sort of gaming commercial. Okay. And they just like ripped off Fallout. Um, Number three is Iran. No idea. (laughs) It's really cool. Um, Number two, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Oh, amazing song. Yeah, and it's about how he... uh, finally quit Genesis and went on his own way because, you know, he had a wife, a kid, and that's what he did. And then after that, he shocked the monkey. I remember that. There you go. Um, and um, do you want to do the number one yet? Uh, yeah, let's do uh, Let me do my five through two, and then we'll do our number ones. Okay. Um, I had the Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers at number five. Oh, see, you have some really good ones. I wish we would have done, like, a top 100. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, but you know, we, we easily could. Um, there's so many amazing songs out there. Uh, number four, this is another one that, like, I was just looking at Rolling Stone, like, what the hell were you thinking? They didn't have, it wasn't nearly anywhere ranked where it should be. Louis Armstrong, what a wonderful world. Oh, I cannot believe I forgot about that. That is, that is a gorgeous song. Yeah, I mean, and not only was it a beautiful song back then, but it then you know in that big band jazz era, um, and then you know like early Hollywood, but even now when any kind of you know rom com or romance or anything, if you go back to certain songs that are just standards to play to make a movie soundtrack, it literally is in everything. Yeah, I mean, it's what a wonderful world will hold up for another hundred years. Yes. Yet they put Beyonce and Jay Z in their top ten or twenty. Yeah, and they had Outcast in their top ten. Uh, what's the one? Shake it like a Polaroid picture, whatever that song is called. Hey ya. Hey ya. Now again, I'm not shitting on people who like that song, but that is not a top ten greatest of all time. 
And no, it's a fun song for when you're like, I don't know, doing the dishes or cooking or something. Yeah. It's not a song that you would put as an all-time greatest song. No, not even close. Uh, my number three was Bob Dylan, Blowing in the Wind. Um, oh, that's a good song. And uh, number two, I'm getting a little bit more modern on this one, Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I just that's one of those, no matter who you are. Like, I mean, I remember that scene in one of those Hangover movies, Mike Tyson playing the air drums. Because he, oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone loves that song. It's one of those when you're in the car and it comes on. You're alone in the car. That you know that volume goes way up. Um, you can always you can always tell it's a Phil Collins song by the drums. Yes, he has a, he has a very signature sound. Again, after he left Genesis, yes. that you know, to, and I hated to see Genesis break up because they put out such great music. But you know, if they, if they hadn't, if we'd have never had salisbury hill you know we'd never had peter gabriel we'd never had phil collins and all the you know independent work they did um which is just good stuff all right man drum roll what the you what'd you have at number one sheree i'm curious work song by hosier yes that's right i looked that up the other day in a beautiful tune yeah it's mainly about it doesn't matter they've all been guilty of the same thing not letting somebody else's oh, past absolutely. or their past go enough that you know that you f up relationships. Guilty is charged here a bunch of times, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. what's yours? All right, this was one I overlooked, and when I was asking people like what what they thought they would put in their top five, you know, and I was getting suggestions back, uh, this one popped up. I'm like, how in the hell did I not have this in my top twenty? And I'm like, yeah, this goes right at the top at number one. Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Oh, that is epic. I love that. <laughs> um, I, you know, that that is a song that everyone resonates with. It's like your own personal power song. I did it my way. Um, oh, yeah. What other way is there Definitely. to do it? I mean, how did I forget that? Oh. There was so much good Rat Pack music. I mean, I was when I, after that, I was starting to think Martin. Um, I don't know. Just But that one's like, yeah, that's... That one has to be up there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that was my number one. And I guess, yeah, I'll ask the people listening today. I mean, because I've teased this show uh, for the last couple of episodes. Um, what's a, what's in your top ten? I mean, share it on uh, on the Facebook page or drop me an email, uh, cyrus.alderwood at gmail.head, because it's so upbeat. And, you know, thank, you know, I mean, if you were – like drunk or on drugs, and you heard that song "Maniac" from the '80s, from the uh, what was it uh, soundtrack for that movie, um, "Flashdance." Can you imagine having that stuck in your head and like running in place all day? That would be torture. That would just be torture. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many, so many bad songs, and I hate to say it, but out of that top 500, man, there's some that Rolling Stone put on there that I'm like, yeah, I would throw in that like garbage cat that. It shouldn't belong here list, you know, that uh, the worst songs to be <laughs> of all time. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Rolling Stone after after that debacle? Um, personally, I've never liked Rolling Stone. I I think they um, they cater to what's popular. Yeah, and I, they got way too political for me. Um, yeah. 
I, what are the ages of the people that are doing this list? Also, uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's people that are. I well, you know what? I don't know the age of the people doing this list. And I'm not, you know, I'm not being ageist or anything, but if they don't have a wide variety, say from I don't know, 17 to at least 70, they're not getting the whole spectrum of what of what's great and what isn't. I mean, who in their right mind would stick Bismarcky on that? I don't know. I mean, it, was that a like my honorable mentions? I mean, I, this would never be on an honorable mention. Um, it's just, but you know, I, you know, we'll, we'll hear back from people who are listening to this, and they're going to throw songs out there, and, we, and we're going to be like, "Oh, how did we miss that too?" You know, there's so many out there; it's 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 amazing. But you know, that's one thing I'm I'm so glad that. I'm, I'm such a fan of music and all music um, from jazz to big band to blues to rock to soul, just anything and everything um, except gangster rap. I'm not out to shoot somebody, but other than that, you know. Well, we did do a thing that it had to have lyrics. If, uh, if we didn't have that caveat, there would be thousands upon thousands more songs to put on that list. Mozart, Beethoven, um, even like um, the my favorite thing, the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Oh, love it! Yeah, I mean, like one of my favorite jazz bands is Spyro Gyro, and uh, uh, Pat Metheny Group. I mean, there's so many great musicians out there that like you know these songs and these songs. You don't have you don't have to have lyrics to you know make you feel a certain way with a song, but um, right. Yeah, there are great ones out there, and you're right. The Charlie Brown music is really fun. And uplifting. I love that music. I think it's Vince Gordy. Something like that. It's just a really... I mean, there's so many great songs. I don't even think... We, there's so many great musicians and singers and songwriters. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. All right, well, let's do this real quick before we wrap up. Um, if you had to have five albums, you're going on a long road trip, you can take five CDs with you. What are you taking? Um, I would take Roll the Bones by Rush. Good one. I would take, what's that AC, is the ACD album, ACDC album called Back in Black? Yeah. I would take that. I would take, um... Something from Peter Gabriel because I like it. I would take um, one of the early Who albums. I actually I'd probably take Tommy. Good album. Or fifth, if I had to take an album, I would probably end up taking like David Bowie or maybe an ABC mix. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty eclectic. Pretty pretty different range of music. Um, all right, I wanna I wanna take if I had a road trip, I'm taking Blink 182's Greatest Hits. For whatever reason, I just really dig Blink 182. Um, I would take the uh, soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive. That's when it was done by ACDC. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, I would take. Mm, I'm not sure which one I would take, but I would take something by Iron Maiden. Uh, I would take Kiss Alive, and to throw it up really strange, um, 
I would do a, a, a Sinatra's greatest hits. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Or, you know, I think I would sneak some Metallica and some somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking if I had to sneak something else in, like an honorable mention, I'd do some Pink Floyd. Oh, there you go. But Metallica's The Black Album is amazing. Well, if that's the one with Enter Sandman on it, that's that, the one I would take. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good album. That's fun stuff. We all right, we should do another one of these like uh, music or, or we, actually we talked about doing a mystery sometime, uh, unsolved mystery. So um, yeah, we'll we'll come up with another topic, Sri. I appreciate you doing this. That's kind of kind of fun no stuff. So yeah, I, I like knowing uh, you had such a wide taste in music. I'm like, all right, I got to get Sheree's top twenty on this. So I'm glad we both agree that Rolling Stone sucks. I actually think it's better. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, you had some things on there that I like. I I, I look past like Rush. I can, I don't know why I look past Rush. Um, and some of the other stuff that maybe I wasn't too familiar with, like Hozier. And when uh, I went and listened to that song, it's like wow. I mean, there's some there's some things. A lot of uh, scary movies to watch this month. So hopefully everybody's ginned up for that so um i know i've got the, the fog sitting on top of my dvd player right now and salem's lot so i think maybe one good uh maybe i'll tease this episode and you're welcome to come on and do this too um originals versus remakes in the horror genre um there's there's some bad remakes out there but, uh, all right, you still there? Yes. All right, there we go. All right, my system here is looking a little slow. So, uh, I, you know, if the sound quality is not great, I'm using this old laptop until I figure out what I'm doing with Audacity on the other computer. But, uh, anyway, I'll go ahead and uh, shut the show down for now. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Cherie, thanks for doing this, too, and we'll, we'll definitely do it again. And uh, make sure, everybody, if you're listening to this on Podbean, share it with your friends. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, every, anywhere where you have podcasts. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, share with friends, and go check my crap out on Amazon. You might, you might actually like it. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, and have a great night.